What up, y'all? This is Brittany. I'm Mandisa. And I'm Jamal. And we are your hosts of. We're your hosts of. And we're the host of. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. Living Millennial. A podcast where you'll be hearing three different perspectives and emerging stories from three different millennials on everyday life and trending topics. If I ever say anything on the podcast that is, you know. Mm. You know, <laughs> a little dirty. We ain't talking about hoeing already. We're, we're grown, you know what I mean? So. Okay, you guys ready? Let's do it. Burn, burn, burn. Oh. <laughs> hey, y'all, welcome back to the second season of Living Millennial. This is the first episode. We're back. And when I say we're, I'm talking about me and Jamal and. Oh my goodness. I love y'all. Welcome back. Okay, let's start with this. Let's start with this. Jamal, where are you at? I'm actually in San Diego right now. Oh, specifically, who are you sitting next to? Brittany. Hey! <laughs> we are in the same room. Y'all do not understand how excited I am to be sitting right next to the great Jamal. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. I miss that smile. I'm happy to be here. I know. I'm happy you're here. Okay. Mandisa. Where you at? I'm currently in a very nice hotel in Washington, <laughs> D.C. <laughs> Living your best life? Living my best life on tour with views of the Potomac River. It's it's great. <laughs> yes. Wow. 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 Well, we're definitely going to get to that. We're going to talk about all the things, all the amazing things that you guys have been up to this summer. I'm so excited to hear more for you guys to share all of it. Um, first things first is we definitely want to say thank you to the listeners who have been patient with us and who are back with us on the second season. Um, the first season was great. We had a lot of fun. I know we stopped abruptly, but we're back and we're better. And we're stronger than ever. Yes. Hey. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. So let's talk about the exciting things. I'm going to go first because it's not so exciting for me. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. This summer, um, I spent time with my family, most of my family, actually, my mom's side. Those of us in California, we traveled back to Chicago. So for once, we were all in the same place at the same time, which was great. It was hectic. It was crazy. But it actually was a beautiful thing to see all my babies in one place and all my grandma's babies in one place. So that was great. Um, besides that, y'all, I've just been working. I've just been on my like professional working woman status. And I start school to get my master's next month. How about that? That's amazing. Oh. Yes. yes. How, how long is your journey to your degree? It'll be a year and a half to two years, depending on how I network. <laughs> depending <laughs> on. Finesse. Exactly. Depending on how I finesse this. Um, so, yeah, that's really been just to the gist of it with me. Does your family do family reunions? No, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't put that in nobody's mind either. Don't put that in nobody's mind. You know, mind. my family had a family reunion this summer mm-hmm. in Ooh. New York. My mom's from the Bronx. Said that. And my grandmother's still there. And a lot of my family, 
you know, are still there in Queens and everything. I wasn't able to make it. It would have been fun because I come from a family where I don't know a lot of my family. Okay. And then random oh, things yeah. happen like once a decade where we get together. Or a funeral. I feel like mm. this is just popular with most people. You go to a funeral and then you meet a lot of cousins you ain't never know. Right. And like, oh, yes, where you come you from? <laughs> so, yeah, family. I, I've always desired having a family reunion mm. that I can actually make and have a good time. Because, you know, you see that shit on TV and stuff and it's just never been my reality. So Oh, wow. Maybe a family reunion would be really dope for you and your family. Uh, to be honest, a family reunion would be nice. The only family reunion that I've been to was from my dad's side, mm-hmm. which actually was really fun. But we were much younger. Um, and it, it was fun. But my mom's side is, is it's much smaller than my dad's side of the families. So and most of them are in the same place in Chicago. They see each other all the time. So I guess this summer was our family reunion. Yeah. Right? Because literally everybody got together. And I got to yeah. meet my my baby niece for the first time who looks like me when I was a baby. Like and only two of us in the family think so, but it's, that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. crazy like that? How they kind of skip around and like hereditary traits? Yes, it? yeah. Well, maybe this was y'all first annual or biannual family reunion. Look at you enabling maybe. this. Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe. We'll see, we'll see. So what's been going on with me this summer? Yeah. I, so summers are always summer always flies by for me I feel like it happens and then it's fall and I feel (laughs) like I missed a summer because you know summer is always supposed to be fun vacations beaches Mm -hmm. and I work with youth in the summer and it's interesting because uh, I work for a company for youth that stutters and it's three weeks out of the summer but that three weeks I don't know it feels like it takes up a lot of time (laughs) and a lot of time that I love and uh, it was particularly very challenging this mm-hmm. summer um, not because of the youth that I was working with or my co-workers or anything of that nature I'm just in a different place in the last mm-hmm. year I has been spending a lot of time alone mm-hmm. and uh, really doing soul searching and like clearing out a lot of spiritual trauma and like really facing myself and my scars and taking ownership of them rather than having my past and what has happened to me define me and my future mm-hmm. and so being around a lot of people I'm a supervisor and so being around a lot of people who need me or who look to me for support or you know co-workers as well as the youth that I work with is very challenging for me mm-hmm. um, it's a heavy weight to be a leader sometimes because when you're a leader sometimes people forget that you also need support yeah, um, yeah. and uh, so it was a very challenging summer but I was trans the beautiful thing about it was I was very transparent about all of those things and where I was at and so I had support you know in many ways because I was able to take the ownership and ask for extra time off when I need it or say hey I actually don't have the mental spiritual or physical space to actually you know be my best self in this situation. Yes. And that was really, really great. I love, I love, 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 love what I do in the summer with these youth because I learned so much and we've been doing these uh, pop-up uh, sessions with youth in different states around the country. And so I had the three-week camp and then before that I was in Charlotte working with some beautiful youth there and then I was in Houston before that. And so it really took up a lot more time yeah. this summer than it typically would. And um, Sounds fun. 
Yeah, it was super, super fun and enlightening. Yeah, I learned so much about myself, too, doing it. I feel like us as adults, we can learn so much from the youth that we work with because we see the child in us when you work with youth. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when you allow that space to be open, you realize, like, oh, wow. I hear and see what you're saying, what you're going through. Mm -hmm. And when I was a kid, that sometimes you'll have the moment where you're like, oh, I wasn't as courageous as you are right now to speak about that or... I wasn't. I didn't have anyone who would listen to me, mm. or that would actually give me their ear without judging me or feeling like I was doing something wrong based on my thoughts or my actions as yeah. a kid. And so you, I see myself in the kids that I work with, and you know, after working with these beautiful youth every summer, I have some time for myself. And so I always yeah. go on vacation afterwards. And so I went to Seattle to visit a friend who was oh, doing yeah, a show up there for that. the first time. Mm-hmm. I biked around the city for hours. It's just like my new thing. Okay. Long walks and biking around cities. It's surprisingly a little hilly there. I didn't yes. think it would be, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not that flat. It's kind of hilly. It's kinda, <laughs> yeah. But beautiful and the air is so fresh. The lakes, it was really, really great. And then, you'll love this, Mandisa. I went to New Orleans which yes. was amazing. And I went I went to both of these places by myself. I knew a friend in Seattle doing a show there, but I saw her two of the days that I were, was there. Mm-hmm. And um, so I spent a lot of time by myself still. In New Orleans, I went completely by myself for the first time. And Southern Decadence happened to be going on while I was there for that mm-hmm. week. And it was so much fun. <laughs> Um, it was so great being on Bourbon Street and just seeing people be fully and freely themselves. And, you know... I'm. I try a lot of different things, but I'm also still. I realize about myself. I'm still very reserved as well. So like, I try a lot of things. I'm non-judgmental. I take risks, but I'm still. I'm still pretty reserved. Yeah. Um. And so it was great just seeing people be free in themselves yeah. and being in a place where I think the culture of New Orleans is a place where it's just so. It's just a place full of beautiful weirdos people who <laughs> and i mean that i mean weirdos and not like the judgmental way. i mean because yeah. weir- i'm a weirdo i mean that in like a liberated sense yeah. you know people uh really take ownership over who they are and they fight yeah. back against the systems and the yeah. things that tell them that they have to be something different I like and i just love the culture the art mm-hmm. the music and the i music. i stayed in yeah the music i stayed in the seventh ward right which is being gentrified like so many things However, it was just a mix of people who had been there and people who had come there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was hanging out in some of the more popular places, people would say, oh, you're staying in the Seventh Ward? And I'm like, listen, first off... Don't judge because you don't even know what it is. You're, you just hear Seventh yeah. Ward and you think something different. Mm. And it was so many beautiful people. I went to this wonderful Jamaican spot. My Airbnb hosts were amazing. They gave me a whole three-page letter of all the oh, local yeah. things to do that weren't tourist traps. And so I went to a few hole-in-the-wall spots to get some food and hang out and things like that. And the people were just so wonderful. I went to this cafe where I was living in the Seventh Ward. And I just got into random conversation with strangers for hours <laughs> every day. It was really, really amazing and then you know I'm back in LA now I'm in San Diego right now because I was shooting um, an episode of a series that I'm working on right now um, with some classmates from grad school and so yeah summer was work and a whole lot of fun to decompress and I'm happy to be here in San Diego with you Brittany doing this thing oh I'm glad you're here you it sounds like you definitely had a balance yeah. Which we'll save that for what we talk about later, but that definitely sounds like a great lesson 
that you've learned at one point, mm-hmm. right? And and was able to practice that this summer, for sure. Mandisa. Yes. Spill it. Oh, Spill summer. it, queen. What you doing? <laughs> I feel like uh, I also had a jam-packed summer. Um, similarly, I went to Seattle at the, at the beginning of June. It was kind of like a... Um, pre-birthday weekend celebration my mom and I went to Seattle and that was I think that was her second time going um but that was my first time and it was right I feel like not during the the peak of summer but um definitely during the top of it where the sun rises at like five or six in the morning Mm. and it doesn't set until like nine so it really doesn't get dark until 10 (laughs) which is lovely for me because I'm a sun up sun down like that's when I'm awake and alert and doing things and once the sun goes down like I'm down so if the sun is going down at five like I'm a homebody (laughs) Um, but it was beautiful and I got to see a friend of mine from high school um, which has been great because we've stayed in touch Um, but since we've lived so far apart I don't really get to see him that often Um, so we just kind of took like a a stroll around the city um, and like Jamal said it's a beautiful green green like they call it the Emerald City for a good reason (laughs) (laughs) it's beautiful Um, and then I came back and I worked on a piece uh, uh, about Ruby Bridges. Uh, that was a more community-based piece, um, which was, it was so, so sweet and heartwarming to be around more seasoned members of the community, of which I never really have felt like a part of the San Diego community. I still feel like a transplant like I'm still trying to you know like find my footing there Uh, even though currently I'm not there so that's not helping (laughs) Um, but that was a great piece uh, and that felt meaningful which is always something that I look for uh, in being in a room or working on a project Um, and then I went to Santa Barbara just up the coast from San Diego and I did some opera uh, which I PSM'd it, which for those of you who don't know, that's production stage manager, uh, but I usually assistant stage, I'm usually the assistant stage manager. Um, and opera is, um, it's a box of its own that I have checked. <laughs> and I'm fine if that box, like, <laughs> just stays in the corner. <laughs> like, I checked it, don't need to revisit it again. Wow. Right, right. So, <laughs> it was what it was. San Diego, I mean, Santa Barbara is a, a really pretty small town. Uh, great hiking, great beaches. It was beautiful. Um, it was a challenging part of my summer. Um, but it happened. And I learned mm. some things from it. And then there were some things I didn't care about. <laughs> Um, And in the midst of that, I did this really cool gig at Comic-Con with Amazon Prime. Um, I was with them for about a week. There was this really cool installation, like a 30-foot tower um, that had stunt performers on it. Um, And that was unlike anything I had ever done. 
And I fell in love with that and had a really great time with the AV company. So I'm hoping that, um, and I'm, we've, we've connected in between then and now, but I'm hoping that that ball keeps slowly rolling until we can fully play some real catch again um, <laughs> and we can link up for another job. Um, and then I had a little bit of time off. And then I went to New York for rehearsals for Jitney, hey. um, which is we're on a national tour, and it's the Broadway version, um, which it was on Broadway two years ago, 2017. And so part of that original Broadway cast, um, we've got some newcomers. We uh, rehearsed in New York for three weeks, which was great to be in New York in the summertime. Um, and now we're in D.C., which is our first leg of the tour. And it's a, a group of wonderful, beautiful black human beings um, <laughs> that I get to be surrounded by for like six, seven months. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. That's yeah. amazing. I was just in D.C. a week ago. Which is crazy. Oh, a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I feel like I keep following you around the country. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know how to sit still. I don't. How long is the tour going? How much longer do you have on the tour? Uh, let's see. We're about to go into November. We have five more months. We wow. finish at the end of March. And you left. So right now we're towards the end of October, mm-hmm. and you left early September, right? I I left San Diego early August. Oh, shit. And then we left New York, like, early September, like, shortly after Labor Day. You left me in early August? (laughs) Yeah, early, maybe mid-August, maybe around the 12th, actually, now that I'm thinking about the number. Yeah, 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 yeah. And by the way, y'all, this is how Siri, wait, was it this time? Did I not, when would I see you at the airport? Was it before you left when I ran over to the airport? Or was that some other kind of business? Oh, I think that was a different trip. <laughs> that was a different trip. Anyway. Oh, yeah, because yeah, I, I ain't had that many. Wait, yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't have that many. Bags. Yeah, you didn't have that much stuff. And I, I left San Diego at like 6 in the morning or something. Yeah, no, okay, okay. I was about to say how serious this friendship was, but I'm um, seeing you at 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, but we, you and I did have like one last dinner, basically. I was so excited for you. Yes. Um, yes. Ugh, I love it. I love that I'm surrounded by like such motivated people, um, some goddamn travelers and shit, like people that can't sit still. I love it. Going places. I love it. Exactly. Going places. Exactly. Because you can't do anything with that but learn, right? And I have to say that that's so living millennial. Like we are <laughs> everywhere around the globe, and it's a beautiful thing. It is. Um, for I, the a beautiful thing about being a millennial is that. You know, some things we're doing a little bit later, you know, like building families and savings <laughs> and things like that a little bit later. However, we are traveling, we're career motivated, we are yes. seeing the world, mm-hmm. and we're not taking no for an answer or putting limitations on what we can do. And That's I think that this is a perfect representation, the three of us, of what that looks like. That's a fact. Yes. Because we are living in you. Oh, we travel all over the world. Hey. <laughs> yeah. 
It is time to play <laughs> Song Association. So here's the thing. Here's why I want to play Song Association. It's been pretty popular lately. It's been, like, taking up all my time on YouTube. <laughs> it's so good. It's so fun. I find myself, like, trying to... When I watch people watch it, uh, do it on play it on YouTube, I'll find myself like you know trying to give them what songs to sing and then just singing for <laughs> the one song for five minutes and turning my title on and playing a song, all the things, right? And it's just been, it's just it's just been it looks so fun. So I want to bring that into the show. Let's I know do we've it. played, I know we've played rather what we rather in the past, and we can definitely bring that back. But I want to do some song association. Hey. And it's gonna be Mandisa versus Jamal. Okay, okay, I'm nervous. I didn't. I, mm. It's the. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. I can never do it right. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to say you did it wrong. It just though I came out the way that it came out. Um, it was, yours, was it. yours was beautiful. Yours was beautiful. You know. <laughs> it was. It was. Y'all are funny. Okay, so for those of you who do not know. This is how you play song association. So I will give one word, and each of you are going to go, like, one at a time, so you don't have to beat each other out, okay? But I'm going to give one word, and they each have eight seconds to sing a song. Can we get ten seconds? That's What's associated eight seconds? because for the sake of time. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm going to shape the two seconds off. Um, <laughs> they get eight seconds. To come up with a song that has that word in it, okay? You must sing that word. You and you must sing that word. You must sing the part of the song that has that word in it. And okay? you can and you can start the song as long as you get to the word, right? <laughs> like you know, if you start singing the verse yeah, and then you get to fine, the chorus, because sometimes you're like, okay, don't take all day. Okay, okay. great. How about that? How about that? If I get okay, anything, thing. yes. When you say the word, can you can you spell it? There just has to be confirmation that, like, that is the word. Mandisa. What word you think we're going to say? Or she going to say? I don't know. I'm just trying to set myself up for success. <laughs> nah. I'm trying to throw a little shade. That's what I'm trying to do. you like, Brittany, I can barely understand what you got, what you say. I, I don't get your, uh, that Chicago accent. <laughs> um. Okay. So... Like I said, you guys have eight. I'm gonna give one word. You have eight seconds to okay. sing a song, and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you four one words. Does that make sense? So we're gonna go four times. So each of you who get the best out of four, oh. or whichever one of you who gets the best out of four wins. How about that? You ready? Who goes first? Mandisa. Mandisa. <laughs> oh, ladies okay. first. Ladies first. I'm nervous. Woo. Don't be nervous, my love. Ladies first. All right, let me get this stopwatch going. Okay, the first the first word is girl. Girl. Oh fuck! No, what's the what? Oh wait, what's that? No. Girl, no. I can tell you, you can't help me. Need somebody to talk to. What kind of game is this? We gotta help each other out sometimes. Oh. I got you. I got you. I had the phone a friend. I gave you a point. Okay, so Mandisa gets one. See, this is the fun of the game because sometimes you can't help it, right? Sometimes no. you're like, oh, this is so obvious. You just start singing. <laughs> Watch, I'm not going to get my song now. Right, because you're trying to help today. people out. What'd you say, babe? I just listened to that song today. Really? Yes. Oh, that's 2006, cool. Destiny's Fulfilled. Destiny um, Fulfilled. Dance. Come back? No, 
excuse me? Was it? Dance. Was That's my word? Oh, I'm doing for it. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. Come on, I, Come on. You got to come on. You got to come on. Spit fire. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. New song. New song. New song. <laughs> no. I thought we were going to go back and forth like you, me, you, me. No, she. Okay. Best out of four. Best okay. out of four. Okay. All right. So, ready? No, you lost that one. You got you no, you did lose that one. Yeah, so you no. got one so far. I helped you on the other one. I'm not helping you on this one. Yeah, you got one so far. Okay, All right. Okay, wait. Okay, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. I didn't forget my word, girl. Okay, ready. Star. That was but good. That was good enough. That was good enough. You're a shining star. Yeah. Okay. That was good enough. Earth, wind, right. fire. Facts. Yeah. Ready? Free. What? Free. Free? Free. You got four seconds. Ain't no feeling like feeling free. <laughs> I knew it. Made you didn't get that and one. My heart is in the right place. Yeah. yeah. Ain't no feeling like being free. When you done all you could, but you misunderstood. It's all good. good. It's all good. <laughs> I was listening to that whole album all summer. Don't okay, uh, don't don't crack on my singing. She said this point goes to y'all. Thanks, Queen. So, so I got two out of four. No, you got one more. You got one more. We <laughs> I scratched two one. out of four. You got you got one more. Oh, I do. Yes, you oh. get one more. Okay, ready? This should be easy. Please let this be easy. No, because that one just dance, yeah. I just scratched You got it. one so far. You, she got okay. two. No, the second one, she didn't You helped did. her with the first one. I helped her with the first one, but the second and one, she didn't sing nothing. And then this one, she ain't sing nothing neither. We did. Oh, yeah, you got two. She got two. Sorry, my bad. Okay, I stand corrected. Okay, ready? <laughs> okay, ready? The next one. The next one is World. Who run the world? Girls. Hey! Okay, okay, good. That was good. That was good. That was good. Okay, so you have three out of four. You have three out. She has three. You out had of four. a lot of help. I did. Uh, who who does she have to blame for that? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, ready. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Jesus, see, when it's on me, I'm not gonna get it. Jesus. All right, ready. This could be actually pretty easy, but um, you never know. Up. Keep your head to up to the sky. No, that's wrong. I didn't get it. Never mind. You can't see that. One second left. Keep your head up. Gotta keep your head up. Ooh. Two pop. I lost it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't. Huh? Why did I say keep your head to the sky? Why don't they put an up in there? They need an up in there. I'm gonna do the remake with the up in there. I didn't get that one. See? I didn't get that one. And nobody okay, helped ready? me. See what happens when you help others? They don't help you. I was giving you the eye. <laughs> okay, you ready? Oh, wait. What word did I pick for you? Oh, here we I'm go. I'm all the way up. That's what I was, that's what I was I'm thinking. I'm all the way up. All right, ready and time. Um, 
Do you remember the time hey, when, when we fell in love? Do you remember the time when we first met, girl? Hey, 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 hey. That's a good one. Yeah, I got it. How many okay. seconds was I in on that? I just want to, you know. Like three seconds. Three seconds? Okay. Three, Mandisa, that was, that was three seconds. You got that. like seven and a half for all yours. I'm okay. just, I'm just, wow. I'm, I'm mad. Mm. He, I'm mad. Mm. I'm mad. <laughs> but. But he ain't wrong. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Dream. Um. Oh, dream on. Thank you. Dream on. Dream on. Dream on. What kind of game is this? And you know what? You lucky you did that in like a split second because he was so late. All right. Two out of three. Okay. Two Thank you. Three. Thank you. Thank you, Mandisa. See, teamwork makes a dream work. <laughs> Brittany is over here judging I'm like, mad. this is not the game. I'm it's supposed mad. to be competitive. Y'all are so. Okay. Ready? No. Game. Give me a moment. Uh, game? <laughs> Both of y'all turned out here at the same time. Do you it know don't matter. What, it's over. Do you know a song? It don't game matter. It's over. No. All I could think of was the game. Me too. <laughs> I just kept going through. I was like, season one, season two. What's going on with Melanie today? <laughs> oh my God, Melanie. <laughs> All right, well. Ooh. Ding, 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 ding. Mandisa. Mandisa won. won. I did? Yes, yes you did. You, you got did. three out of four. Jamal got two out of four. How about I know that? you should be shocked. We should share this win. Y'all should, to be we honest. Both of y'all help win. each other out. Like a bowl of ice cream. Are you okay to share this win? Oh, absolutely. So you got five okay, out of eight. Okay, awesome. See, you got five I love that. I love that. that. I love that. As a team. I really thought you got three out of four, though. No, queen. That's what I thought you was about to say it was a tie. That was so nice of you, but no. I go it's blank. Like, I go blank. I go blank. Okay. Well, that was fun. Right? Why are they... Yeah, I had a good time. That was good. That was good. That was good. Okay, good. I'm glad y'all liked it. I had a good time. I'll go next time, I promise. Yes, I love a good game. I go next time. Oh, man. Okay, well, I do want to take um, a, just a quick moment to recognize um, some of the prominent black influences that we did lose this year and this summer. I'll start with uh, Bushwick Beal, the rapper. I know him because of my dad. Um, none of these people on this list are millennials. I'll just give you guys a heads up. But any old heads that were pretty into, into rap, Bushwick Beal, just ask your parents about him. Um, and they'll know something, you know, he was, he was, for, for a short guy, he was definitely, um, he definitely had a big personality and it definitely showed in his music. All right. Um, we'll also recognize Pernell Sweet P. Whitaker, who was a legendary boxer. Um, another guy who, you know, just ask your parents, ask your dad, your mom, your, maybe even your granddad, talking about the young guy at the time. Um, who was also a pretty prominent figure and, and, and a legend in the boxing world. Um, John Wesley, 
we want to recognize him as well. He was in um, shows that we all love, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He's made appearances in Martin. Um, and he's also been, he's done some work in London at the Old Globe Theater. Um, so he's definitely one of those um, men that we've seen around. Um, and, you know, whenever you, it's a recognizable face that so you'd be pretty excited to see. Um, Elijah. And that's the Globe Theater in London, not to be confused with the Old Globe in San Diego. Facts. That's why he's here. You know, I went to grad school at the Old Globe, so I got to make that distinction. <laughs> <laughs> help me out, help me out. Um, Elijah Cummings, who is a U.S. representative um, who we lost this summer as well. Um, Y'all know me, I'm always talking about politics, <laughs> always okay. talking about bringing something, some politics into something. So, um, and he's definitely been a very prominent figure. Um, he's, he's certainly been, um, you know, a, a big voice for the black community and minority communities for sure. Um, so he certainly is, is um, a big loss um, for the community with losing him. Um, and then this is where it gets a little tough, y'all. This is where it gets tough. We lost Toni Morrison in August, in early August, um, who was the first black woman to win a Nobel Prize um, in literature. But, I mean, just that name, you can hear the sound of her voice. I can just kind of instantly hear the sound of her voice. Um, very prominent figure. I mean, I, I'm still yeah. hurt. I'm still hurt. Very strong yeah. author. From early on, I remember, I think one of the first places I went to see was The Bluest. I was down at, like, my local library in Vegas, mm -hmm. and I was like, I want to go see that. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was so moved. Like, the writing, it's, I mean, hello, Nobel Prize. <laughs> All of the prizes, right? You know, as a black man growing up, um, you say Toni Morrison, and I just think about my mother. Mm. You know, it was you know, the books that I saw my mom reading. And as a young black male growing up in the, you know, outside of DC, I didn't, I was young and so I didn't know what that was, but I remember seeing that book up. And I think that, you know, Toni Morrison really, just her writing how poetic, mm -hmm. transparent and honest mm -hmm. it was and is rather, just helped humans see themselves you know, like when you think about the bluest eye, mm -hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? And something, you know, talking about colorism in the community, but from a beautiful, empathetic, mm -hmm. tender place, you know? She really just brought up all the things in her writing that made you see yourself and made mm -hmm. you feel less ashamed about what you felt, mm -hmm. but seeing it, feeling it, and then making the choice to, through her writing, take those steps forward to face those things. And yeah. that's, that, I think that's the mark of great writers, right? Facts. Because there's so, there's so much chaos in the world and with our image as black beings. And a lot of times we can beat ourselves down because of what we feel, mm -hmm. you know? And you need a writer to kind of like create that picture where it's like, oh, wait, I have to see the source of this desire mm -hmm. and I need to recognize the shame and also take the journey and the steps to love myself. And I just, 
I just think about my mom all the time when I think about Toni Morrison. I remember those books just being up and her not being able to put those books down. And, yeah. you know, as a, like I would, I need to go back and read some of them. I actually, this is my greatest advice to just men in general. I think that men should read the books that women are reading. Oh, yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah, because I think for there's sure. a lot that we can learn about ourselves mm-hmm. through yeah. these books as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. And not the books that try to tell women what to do. Yeah. The books that are genuinely, you know, relatable. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what I think about with Toni Morrison. When I was younger, I definitely did not like reading. But Mm -hmm. The Bluest Eye was one book that I couldn't put down um, because it was, there were some relatable factors to the books, right? And even now with her writing as as an adult, um, I think her writing means even more to me because every, like literally everything is relatable. And you know, sometimes you know how you always think of something but you maybe can't articulate it mm-hmm. at that moment yeah. or even a few in a few moments, right? But Story then you pick life. something up that someone has said or someone has written or you hear interviews, um are you listening to just what people are saying and they are able to able to articulate what you've known all along, what you've been thinking yeah. all along, and they're doing it so effortlessly and so beautifully. And um, James Baldwin, for sure, has been that for me. But as far as um, female writers, Toni Morrison, for sure, has that, um, you know, that, that relatable um, piece, too. So that one hit me. That one hit me pretty, pretty yeah. deep. Mm-hmm. Um and then the last name we'll mention is Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll. Um, actress, beautiful actress, wonderful actress. Um, she, the biggest piece that she was in that we, um, that I don't know if we millennials will remember, but <laughs> maybe our grandparents and our parents would remember was Julia when she played a single mom. And I just, I remember the love that my parents had for her, and I adopted that love as well. So anything that she was in, you know, movies, whether she was just, you know, making appearances in shows, she would make several appearances in TV shows, I just loved her. Even Dynasty, like, I was, I would see pieces of Dynasty that she would be in, and I'd just be like, oh, my God, like, this woman, she's beautiful. So, um... Legend. Led, literally a legend, and... She was the first black woman to have a lead role on American television television Mm -hmm. and network television, yes. And to hear her speak about that role and to hear her understand the the importance of it, um, that's always, you know, that's always um, a relief to hear. You know, to have someone acknowledge their, their prominence, but then, but also be so humble about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was in a room with Diane Carroll. I went to go see Felicia Richard and um, Head of Passage at the Mark Tate Perform in L.A. Had to been a year and a half, maybe two years ago. I'm horrible with time. And I got to go backstage because I knew one of the actors in the show. And so I got to go backstage. And I'm backstage with Sterling K. Brown, um, you know, Debbie Allen, uh, Felicia Rashad, of course, and Diane Carroll. And it was amazing seeing, you know, just in regards of Felicia Rashad, Debbie Allen, and Diane Carroll just being in that space with those women. I don't know. I look up to women so much. I didn't have a lot of positive male figures in my life. And so it was really the queens that really, when I look to them, I'm like, wow, you all have created 
the man that I am today contributed to the type of man that I want to be, um, which I think is a beautiful thing to hear a man say, To really, because you don't hear that often, a man saying, nah, women are really the ones that I look up to and the ones who have <laughs> created yeah. me and have built me up and that inspire me today. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. It's actually something to praise. And just being in that room not too long ago with Diane Carroll, it was a beautiful privilege to just be in the midst of this legend. And we didn't get to speak. We could have, but I couldn't even bring myself to approach her. I was like, I'm not worthy. And I talked to Felicia Rashad, and even that, I was just praising her and saying some beautiful (laughs) words to her. And, yeah, just being with these queens is something that I will always cherish in my life because I never imagined just walking on the same ground, the same space, Mm -hmm. in the same green room as these legends. And so I'll always cherish that moment that Diane Carroll and I just shared space. And I'll always wish and fantasize about what would we have talked about, (laughs) you know? Um, But just being in that room with her was something that I'll always cherish. Definitely paved waves and broke down walls for, you know, us to do what we do today. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, from the Bronx, you know. It was this interview, I forget where it was, so forgive me, but it was this interview that she had back in the day. And she was speaking about, you know, all the things that they tell us we can't do, we must do. Because the reason why they're telling us we can't do it is because we become a threat to, you know, the people who are in power Mm -hmm. if we get our education, if we, you know, uh, are leaders in our community. That's everything that they don't want us to do because the things, how great we will be, how great we are. And I, I was listening to that interview um, after her passing and it really motivated me because you know we still have those thoughts of like can I can I can I Mm -hmm. and when you have that thought you do Mm -hmm. just do just (laughs) do if you ever think if it's a desire that you have do it Mm -hmm. and don't let anyone tell you that you can't don't limit yourself because that's your power Mm -hmm. that's your power as soon as you get that little urge in your gut and your spirit to do Mm -hmm. don't let nothing stop you from taking those steps to do it because Mm -hmm. that's your power that's your strength and lifting that weight to do those things Mm -hmm. that puts limits on us that's going to be your greatest power on this earth and Mm -hmm. diane carroll is a representation of that walk tony morrison is representation of that walk elijah cummings is representation of that walk and uh so many other great beings out there so yeah facts yes and in in addition to what you're saying about can i can i can is really just the question of ability Mm -hmm. if you're able to then you absolutely can find the resources you can find the will you can dig up the determination to do whatever you set your mind to that hopefully is in a positive vibration but absolutely like don't limit yourself and I I feel like I see (laughs) the 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 want to to keep us in this inferior position so much and I'm like do you have any idea how many goddesses and gods and kings and queens actually surround you how dare you come through how dare you think I cannot Meet you at your level and then rise above you. Queen, tell him. Smile on my face. (laughs) Yeah. Facts. 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 I don't know. I love us. (laughs) 
I all love of us. those wonderful black leaders and pioneers rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace, rest in power. Great thanks to all their contributions to our communities. I want to lighten things up, though, you guys. So we'll get into our discussion. We talked about the summer and and a lot of the fun things that a lot of the fun things that we've done. Um, if you guys have one or two like lessons that you've learned over the summer. Um, I definitely would love to hear like basically how did you grow this summer right what lessons did you learn that allowed you to grow as your next best self yeah I think I think one lesson that I learned was that it's okay not to be okay mm. it's okay not to be okay you know what yeah, it is I don't. Jesse J Jesse J oh yes. I gotta look up that song is I that the name it. of the song it's okay no, not to be okay. Let me know what it is. I think that was a big lesson this summer because I remember feeling ashamed when I wasn't okay. And I remember um, putting on a face when I wasn't okay to seem strong or to seem something that I really wasn't. And I realized that the more transparent I was about not being okay, the more I was able to face what that really was. I wasn't I didn't have to hide from myself or hide from others. Like, it's actually a quite powerful thing to be vulnerable out loud. Mm-hmm. And when you're vulnerable out loud, you obtain your power in that space rather than allowing yourself to be more vulnerable in silence, putting on a face of like strength that's not actually there right now. And that's when I feel that you're triggered and more sensitive to what's happening around you. It's like, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to say that I'm not in the space for this right now. It's okay to say those things. And I did that over and over again over the past few months. And uh, I'm grateful for that because I learned, I saw myself. Mm -hmm. I saw myself and I was able to face myself and lift the weight. Mm -hmm. Um, The second lesson that I learned is going off of that is when you are vulnerable out loud, because I've been doing a lot of spiritual work this year, and so when I wasn't okay after all the work I've been doing and after being on cloud nine for a really long time, it was humbling because I realized that, oh, there isn't a destination of peace or Mm -hmm. serenity or, you know, whatever you want to call it. You'll always be working. You'll always be working on those things, right? And so it's humbling to me to know that, oh, the work is never finished. As long as I'm living and breathing and life is happening, I will always be working on those things. And the beauty of recognizing that, I feel like that's what strengthens our empathy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Is being reminded that, oh, I can get through. And when you get through and you find a positive process to grow and get through and face yourself and um, grow positively, when life happens and you're shocked and your system is shaken up because you've done the work, you know the work to do to get back to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that was a very humble, humbling lesson to learn for me. Because I, at first, what wanted to come in was the shame when I wasn't okay. And I kind of fell into like a... A depression at the end of the summer because I was being triggered and triggered and triggered by some childhood things mm-hmm. and um, I realized that it's okay to be triggered and it's okay to recognize that trigger and that's building up all the great things that you will be 
and that you are being able to recognize yeah. those things. And yeah. so those are two lessons that I learned, being vulnerable out loud and that you will always, as long as you are living and breathing, be a work in progress. And that's the beautiful thing about being human. Yeah. Can I just read something really quickly that you reminded me of? So yeah, I just got back on Instagram. I had deleted my Instagram, y'all, for about two or three weeks. I needed a break. But this is the first thing that I saw when I got back on. It says, for those who are hurting, and this is from Mina B. For those who are hurting, accolades cannot heal wound, wounds. Sorry. Your works and good deeds know nothing about the pain you are masking. Mm. If you want to be free from your pain, you must be willing to confront your pain. Your accomplishments are not a remedy of a broken spirit. That's the first thing I saw. That's One of the first things beautiful. I saw when I came back, which is, I mean, just That's beautiful. And it's, oh my God, it hit home. It was in a nutshell what you just said. Like, acknowledge the pain, right? Acknowledge, it's okay to acknowledge those things and to confront it um, because, I mean, you can't do much but grow from there, right? Um, you know, nothing really comes, nothing good that I've seen comes out of just ignoring our pain and our trauma. Um, or, you know, and, and just not facing it. So I'm glad you said that because I just pieced everything together for me. There's for a sure. between ignoring something to protect your energy and ignoring something because you just want to push it further and further down. But it's like bubbling water, like it's going to continue to try and rise to the surface. And if you don't deal with that boiling pot, then it will bubble over and it will spill out and you will have an even bigger mess um yeah. which i'm so glad that you that you jamal constantly remind us that we are all works in progress and that that's part of this journey of being a human being uh and and this journey of life is that it's going to come with ups and downs but your ups come from getting through the downs because you climb out of them and when you get to the top of those ups, whatever that means to you, um, you know that you've earned it and, and you enjoy that up so much more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Ooh, y'all are beautiful. What about you, Dee? Um, I, <laughs> I learned a few things about my management style as a leader. Um, just going back to, to opera and PSMing, which is something that I hadn't done with a, a full team, like on a full production in a while. Um, and my, my ASMs were more green than people I'd previously worked with. Um, and there were things that, um, I, I chose to let them sink or swim in, and there were times that I chose to throw them a lifeline um, because I think you, as a, as a young person, have to figure out what your instincts are and where they leave you. Um, but also, I think there were times where <laughs> I was a little um, too hands-off, um, where I, I learned how I can better lead people um, but not handhold. So that's something that I look forward to continuing to work on on future projects. But personally, um, 
continuing to practice to speak my truth and also watch my pitch and tone as I do that, especially as I talk with different people. Um, I've been in a few situations over the summer where, especially talking with men who I might not vibe with um, or who may speak in a certain tone that I really want to like punch them in the throat um, and, and learning how to, to navigate those conversations in a way that's professional, but also is me verbally putting my foot down. Mm. Yeah. Queen. Yeah. Queen. <laughs> that's a good one. Practice. That's, that's a good one. Cause yeah. and but then also I think we still have to be cognizant of how it comes across as a black woman when we're speaking to a non-black person. Right. Right. Which is an additional consciousness. It's an additional layer. Yeah. It's and an also additional the, layer. the words that I choose. Like I'm in a company right now of all black people. It's an all black stage management team, and it's a mix of of ages. I'm the youngest, and then we have someone who is nearing 80 who is a living legend but that's (laughs) that's a whole other conversation um and the way that we talk it's you know we say you know no it's disrespectful but you you say what's on your mind and there are things where I'll, i'll watch two people have a conversation and sometimes i think like oh if there was a non-black person if there was a white person in the room, they'd be like, oh, no, they're being confrontational or, or oh, they're being aggressive. But I'm like, this is just, it's I'm like, they're saying real. Yes, like, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here. And it's that I've come to, to be so grateful um, to be around this and to be in these conversations where I don't have to think so deeply about the words that I'm trying to say to somebody. I just speak like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> and we right. go from there. And that's so beautiful. Um, yeah, and I get that for five more months. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. I, I think that's wonderful. Stand in that power. And I also think, too, as black beings, and um, if I may correct me if I'm wrong, I'm always willing to be corrected, but also as black women, being cognizant of how things come off, I think that's something that marginalized groups like say what you need to say yeah and like how it comes off it ho- is how it comes off um and for me i want us to stop thinking about especially when it's white folk and men in power or not in power but think they got some power because <laughs> they're men or whatever that we say what we need to say and that it comes off how it comes off. And if we need to talk about that, we can talk about it. But I still need you to do A, B, and C to make this production go. Oh, because yeah. I said so. <laughs> and because this is the show that we rehearsed. And this is because what we need to do to all be safe. Mm-hmm. If you have a problem with that, we can talk about it. Yeah. Curtain's about to go up. That part. <laughs> that part. It's been a couple of those times. And even, you know, when it's in the heat of the moment, like, during intermissions like this thing needs to happen the buck stops here yeah listen yeah queen you saying it yeah you saying it that's literally what okay Uh uh-huh yeah you saying it you just that's all i can say you you really are saying it and but my thing particularly with my job right now is like just dealing with 
the fragility that comes behind that, right? And sometimes the combative, combativeness that can come with that is like, like you're gonna tell me that I should just ignore something or you're gonna tell me how I should just do things without being conscious of or how things will co- can come across for me. Like I understand, like, sounds great, we shouldn't have to worry about that, but it is a worry, right? Um, and the main worry is what can come after that, right? Who's going to pull you aside in the room and, and say such and such was crying? Like, just little stuff. Like, anyway, I'll probably cut that part out. I'm here to manage your feelings. That part, that's how I feel. I'm like, oh, you couldn't say no, so you had to tell somebody else to, like, anyway. But I think there's also a way of doing that because, you know, as a supervisor, um, you know, I need my staff to do certain things. And I had a situation this summer where I had a particular staff member who weren't doing those things that they needed to do. And they had real valid challenges doing those things. And we talked about it. And empathetically, I saw where he was coming from. I said, I get that completely. However, you signed a contract saying that you would do A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot do A, B, and C, mm-hmm. that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, we don't always have to be combative. Mm-hmm. You right. know? Yeah. Like, because people have real challenges. Like, we people behave in spaces, work, home, family, in ways that they've been raised to behave. And trauma is real. And so you come to the table with those certain things. And that affects how you operate in all spaces. Mm-hmm. Very, very valid for you. Very, very valid. In what we're doing right now, in trying to see you, I need these things done. And we don't always need to explain nor combat, you know, the thing that's triggering us in regards to the interaction, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, that that was, that was, that continues to be challenging for me, but I always take those breaths and realize, yes, however, we are here to do this job yeah. in this way. Right. And we signed up to do this job and to get these things done. Right. So why, while I see you and I <laughs> hear you, being a black being, I don't have the privilege mm. to use that as an excuse to not do what I'm supposed to do. Because when I don't, that looks differently for me. Right. And that's the conversation. Right. And that's that's definitely has been... has could be the conversation. I will, so I'll say this, the latest thing that I had to go through last week, um, so the lady in our cafeteria, um, you know, she's she's like one of those people who just wants to like get a read on everybody. She like t- talks about all the things with folks and she said a number of things that have been like very prejudiced and biased and particularly prejudiced towards the people that she worked with in the kitchen who are majority Mexican. Okay, so something, Ridiculous happened last week, and it was no big. It honestly was not that big of a deal. But she was bringing up the excuse. Well, you know, he's he doesn't really know how to do that because, like, you know, and you know, insinuating that he doesn't know what he how to do it because he's Mexican. That's like not a thing that they do, right? Not a part of the culture. Which is, I know what she was insinuating because she's said that shit before, and I know that she knows that what she was saying was wrong because she was. She was um, talking lower and talking on the side of her mouth. What is literally. she? She's white. Literally, right? And she has already said a number of things that were very off-putting, okay? So, and then, like, I'm kind of, 
I'm kind of trying to correct her, but she kind of snapped at me and I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I'm in a professional setting and right now I'm not equipped to handle this because my initial thought is to just go all, be Brittany out in, at the city council somewhere going in on these people, right? So I went back to my desk and like most of the people that I worked with or used to work with now um, are like fairly young, like two of them were fresh out of college or whatever. So I sit down and I basically like said something else that was crazy. Like she said this and that. And the girl who sit next who sits next to me, who I've had issues with in the past, but and we've gone through it, um, a young white girl is like, well, just ignore her, just ignore her, just ignore her. And I was like, well, I can't do that. And I kept repeating myself, I'm not going to ignore her, but, but what I'm not going to do is go to the cafeteria either because I'm, I have yet to, you know, equip myself with how to address the situation appropriately. Well, just ignore yeah. She just kept saying, just ignore her. And she was like very, I forgot what else she was saying, but I'll, eventually I was like, well, it's kind of strange to me how you're so invested in the issues that I have. But one thing that I will not do is ignore racism. And what I did not explain to her at the time was like, I also have to be cognizant of me being a black woman, a young black woman, calling out the racism within a white woman in a corporate setting, right? Like I have to be cognizant of that because what's going to happen? White tears. Because what else do I have to combat besides white supremacy, white fragility? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a lot to, it's just a lot going on. So you can't tell me, you know, what to ignore, not realizing what all that I have to endure before I address this. Also, we can't ignore that yeah. in a workplace. Actually, first off, it's unethical. <laughs> yeah. It's racist. Mm -hmm. And you should lose your job for oh, making God. comments <laughs> like that. Yeah. And it should be reported, mm -hmm. written down on paper so there can be a paper trail of it. And there should be a serious conversation because you cannot assume, nor can you say anywhere, nor should you anywhere, but especially in the workplace, mm -hmm. say that, oh, because of someone's race, they Basically. don't know how or can't do or yeah. doesn't have the... No. Yeah. Oh, they're that's, all from Mexico. No, there's yeah. a human resources. Like, can we please read that book and know what <laughs> is allowed and not allowed right. to do in a workplace? Like, right. If she's their supervisor, is she not responsible for training them? She's not their supervisor. She's the oh. cashier. That's all the fuck she is. She just says some rude shit all the time. So she's on the same I didn't mean it for us to go here. As them, essentially... I, essentially, yeah. Like so, and just know that we're like she, I'm not the only person who she said some wild stuff to, and who she's been, you know, out of whack with. So there's some things in the works, but I just you my my ultimate thing was like first of all, I'm here listening to a white woman tell me how to address another white woman, and it's all wrong. Right. Like I'm listening to a white woman tell me how to address racism, and it's all wrong. Like no, thank you. That was that under the rug bullshit right right like and you don't Where? ignore racism even outside of work you don't ignore racism like how how are you expecting anything to get better and anyone to learn how to be just a nice fucking human being if you ignore racism like no but this wasn't the setting to like go in depth so then i'm yet in this another position where i have to be cognizant of who I'm speaking with and you know what I'm saying and I had to be like well I'm not equipped for this shit right now either so let me not go with my first thought and you know and go in on this white girl give her a whole history lesson 
about all those things. Sorry, and it's not your responsibility to give her a history lesson either. Um, but it's we not. can make a report about what she's saying too about ignoring racist shit yeah, about another white person in the workplace too because right. you know that's yeah. also a problem. It's listen, and it's a form of enabling. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it really is. It's, these are the things that I deal with. Um, but with that being said, what did I learn this yes. summer? <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot of things. To be honest, you guys. Um, I had a tough transition. Um, I had a tough transition, but I did learn a lot. Um, one thing I learned, I would say, is a pretty positive thing, and I'm going. I know I'm going to have to continue to to do you know self assessments on this. But one thing I learned for sure is that you know I I have a bit of an influence, um, even when I don't know it, on people. Um, and that came with just a lot of comments that I've received this summer um, and, you know, just pairing with certain people who will just tell you, you know, how they feel about you. Um, and then also I learned that with I had a little bump in the road as well where literally, anyway, somebody's just like, well, you just not going to talk to me. It was just weird. But anyway, I've I've come to realize that I do have a certain influence on people, on the world. Um, now the journey is like how do I navigate that right and how do I continue to navigate that in a positive way um, in a humble way um, and just you know and just all the things because I, I do certainly want to still be a positive influence as I've had other positive influences in my life um, my family my, my mom my grandmothers um, a lot of my friends so the two of you right so like how do I continue to you know, pass my light on to others, um, you know, that I've I've had others give to me. So that's definitely been one big thing, and that's including in work. Um, but also, I need to be patient with other people. I'm a pretty patient person, um, especially at work, but not everybody is, um, I would say, impulsive as me, but not everybody is you know, as anxious, I'll say, to help, right? And and for me, I've learned that, you know, it tends to come naturally. It just makes sense to help someone who needs help. But so whenever there's people who just aren't as helpful, I'm not as patient, I will end up being snappy. So I do have to work on that for sure. Um, but the main thing I learned too is just the importance of, I've always known how important communication is to me, but I've definitely learned just how important it is, particularly when I'm dealing with like a significant other um, and just and how just being honest with myself is important as well and how I have to communicate that to someone like, you know, just on a regular basis. Um, and I can't expect anyone to be honest with me if I'm not honest with myself and vice versa, right? I can't expect you to be honest with me if you're not honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely had a bit of a transition that showed me all those things in, at once. So I had a, a, t- a little tough two to three weeks in the summer, but that's okay. It works out. But but definitely, um, you know, just an overall appreciation, too, of just the circle that I have right now. The circle may not be connected, but there's some type of connection, you know, all around with the people that I that I've chosen to keep in my life as well. So again, the two of you, 
um, a lot of my friends that aren't even here in San Diego, but still, you know, reach out and I still have a connection with for sure. Um, it's been a big, it's been a really big lesson. I've been taking it and just, and trying to, um, you know, trying to use it every day and, and just be cognizant of who the hell I am. Right. And, and, and how I'm speaking to people and, and how am I being more intentional mm-hmm. every single day, right? With, especially with what I say and with what I do, um, which is, again, where the influence can kind of come from. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's yeah. Been, it's been my lesson, y'all. It's been being intentional. Being intentional. That's been, that's been the biggest one, too, you know? It's been the biggest yeah. one, too. I don't... I don't want to speak just to speak. I don't want to show up somewhere just to show up somewhere. Like, there has to be an intent with it. And I think that's why I have less and less of a connection with some people who tend to be pretty vapid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I can't do much with that because there's no right. intent behind the things that you're saying. You're just talking just to talk, and I'll just shut up and let you talk. But we won't, <laughs> you know, but there won't be a connection that we, you know, we could potentially have if there was something more there. So... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how I grew. That's good amazing. Good summer. What a good summer, good summer, though. Challenging, yeah. but still good. Full of travel. Yes. Lessons learned. Work transition. Yes, queen. I'm yes. so proud of y'all. And we're back. I'm proud of you. Thank y'all you. Too. I'm so proud. I'm just happy to be back. Whether it's via Zoom or not. <laughs> Shout out to Zoom. Um, I'm just happy to be back with you guys. I miss this. I miss our conversations. I miss our connection. But I am I'm always happy to hear the things that you guys are doing. Um, always happy to hear the, the different stories that y'all have to tell. Um, and how intentional y'all are being with y'all lives, right? Yes. Amen. I have more stories about intentionality, but I'm going to save those for the next yeah. That sounds like a whole episode. We I may think have so. to we may have to yeah. save that for, huh? And it ain't nothing deep either. It's just like I've shifted intentions with like things I buy. <laughs> Ooh, oh yeah. I'm working on that girl. Yeah. Hey, I got approved for a car today. Hey. I was very how about this? I was very intentional because I always think in my head, I'll do a, I'll get a car, I'll get a car, blah, blah, whatever. And then I was very intentional. I said, this weekend, I'm going to test drive cars. So yeah. I've, I've made the intent to do the shit. And I fell in love with the with the Kia. Ooh. I know. I know. I know. She's about to be on these roads. Watch out, highways and byways. <laughs> but really, though. But really, though. I'll be listening to Living Millennial while I'm in the car. How about that? Hey. Okay. <laughs> in a shameless plug the tour so the show (laughs) so we we leave washington dc in about a week and then we have a short stop in detroit for a week ish it's actually a little less than a week and then we're in la we're back on the west coast i want to come we'll be there yes we will be in la um for all the holidays thanksgiving and christmas um (laughs) and then we'll be in san diego uh, at the top of 2020 and then we finish up in Seattle so if you are in or near any of those cities come holla at your girl I'm not in the show let me repeat that do not come to Seattle 
me because <laughs> I'm not on stage. Um, but come and see a great a great um, piece of art by a great writer, August Wilson. Um, and have a good time at the theater. Have a little drink. Enjoy. Laugh a little. I'm excited. Yes. We're gonna Brittany and I are gonna come up to LA or I can come down to San Diego with we'll the side yes, and oh we'll God, see the show it. and then we'll hang out. Yes. Love it. Yes. Friend, it's it is what time where you are, eleven or twelve? It is twelve oh three. It oh is officially Tuesday. It's officially Tuesday. It's twelve oh three. It's nine oh four here. This is how much we love doing this, y'all. We are willing to stay up late to conversate. Yes. Yes, I know he's preoccupied, but you know, but we greatly appreciate, (laughs) greatly appreciate you guys listening in. Um, As always, we're always taking um, reviews and ratings, so be sure to rate us on iTunes um, or whatever it is that you're listening to our podcast on. Definitely hit us up on Living Millennial PC on Instagram and Living Millennial Podcast on Facebook. Um, Hit us up for merchandise as well. Uh, We have some pretty good stuff on the site. And any last words, Mandisa, Jamal? I just want to say it's fall in most parts of the country. (laughs) Cuddle season. So get the Living Millennial sweatshirt for you and you, boo. Yes. Yeah, and just so and just so everybody you know um, knows, here's my uh, shameless plug. Um, yeah. I am single and uh, mm. ready to mingle, mm. and so uh, if you want to slide in those DMs of Living Millennial and say that uh, you want at I am Jamal Douglas to have a conversation with you and uh, get some coffee or a glass of wine. And see where we can dine. Ooh. I'm here. At I am Jamal Douglas. Find mm. me. And don't be weird like oh. I am right now. <laughs> so, we st- so we still not accepting dirty pictures? Um, the, uh, I, I don't know. It's social media. I've been media. asking for those since the first episode. Okay, it's social media though. You don't know what you're gonna get. That's a fact. That's a you fact. Know? That's a fact. That's a fact. We'll talk about the social media later. Just make sure you moisturize if you're gonna be sending that through. Ooh, okay. <laughs> right. Dry out here. Right. right. <laughs> Come on now. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Facts. And make sure your draws. Are away. We don't want to see right, those we're spots. Wrap this okay, up. y'all. You're... <laughs> okay. We're gonna, on that note. <laughs> oh, all right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. This was Living Millennial. <laughs> oh, I love us. We are living millennial. Oh, ba 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 ba. All right, friends, that's our show. Tune in next time. Hey, more to come. More, more, more to come. Be sure to subscribe to our show. Follow us on IG and tell us what you think.